Okay. So anyway, here we come, perhaps the final meet, and it's about Elul. Honey. Elul, the month of Elul. So, you know, thinking back about uh, Elul, I know that I feel this way a lot of times, especially now that I'm not in the base management the entire day. In the morning, I'm at home, we're in Boston preparing, but not in the base management the entire day. And uh, I think perhaps uh, the English calendar robbed us of Elul. What's Elul? What's Elul? <laughs> Yaakov Gilinski used to say, that, you know, Amol, we know the stories that when the, when the Chazan would say Rishchidosh Elul, people would faint. You know, they used to say the, the fish in Yam would, would, would tremble when they would say Rishchidosh Elul. Um, um, the Mashkiach Yeshiva told me a Maisa that struck his Shverev, Shleimah Volba, when he first came as a Talmud to the Mir. He was coming as a foreigner from, place, I guess, from Germany or Switzerland. And he comes into the Mir and he's staying in somebody's house, and he's staying by a couple, a middle-aged couple, not necessarily, you know, big Hashem, just a regular simple couple in the mirror. And the husband came home one day from work, and he was a little uh, upset, his boss, his customer, and he, he comes home and he starts saying something, and his wife looked at him with a look of horror. And she said, oh! It's a simple El <laughs> You complain about your boss and El. You know, this struck of so like a simple year. And nowadays, Rabbi Africa Glinsky says, whatever is Zecher we still have for El, it's like lighting a yard side candle in the memory of El. There's not much left to El. We don't feel it so much. And I'd like to discuss why we don't feel it so much and how we could perhaps get back some of that uh, some of that feeling. For most of us, maybe in high school we had it. Base of Medrash, probably there was some zaker, but once you get married, once you're out of the base of Medrash, once you're working, if you're upstate, women, uh, women, hello, whoever heard of hello, I, I don't know. That's hell. They, they faint by this. <laughs> they faint by this. So, what's it, what exactly? Lamaizen is brought down, hell is a big deal for everyone, not just men in Kailal, not just for Yeshiva Bakrim. Elul was supposed to do something to us, and the question is what? So first of all, let's talk about what the month means. It's the last month before the new year, and yet it seems like we're constantly using it as the springboard for the beginning of the new year. Now it happens to be, we say, that our boy and yoyim koidem liyetziros havlat, right, this 40 days before the formation of a child in the mother's stomach, that's when the thoughts, that's when the, the first inkling, the spark of creation begins, 40 days before. Well, if the world was created, if the world was created on Chav, Dalit, Elo, and other Mauritian's birthday was six days later, on Friday, which is Rosh Hashanah, so then 40 days before the birth, play, before the birth of other Mauritian was... Tubov, which the Heiliger Sudan bring now is one of the reasons why Tubov is a shtikal yamtif. It's the birth, it's the beginning, it's the spark of the world. It's when the, that Ratzwing was Allah the fun of Kivayachal, if you could say there are dates, okay, that's already. But in our world where there is time and dates, if we have any reference point to like, when did Hashem think of making the world? It would be from Tubov and during these 40 days. What happened during the 40 days of El? So we know that Moshe Rabbeinu went up for his third time for 40 days. So what happened? 
Klaisel comes to Maimon Arsinai. 40 days later, 40 days later, they sin with the Ego. Moshe comes down with the Luchais, Shiva Asabatamas, he breaks the Luchais. 40 days later, um, Moshe, I'm sorry. Yeah, Shiva Asabatamas. 40 days later, after that, so Moshe Abedin goes back and dives to the Rebbeinu please forgive Klai Yisrael, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, okay. And 40 days after that, Moshe Abedin goes up for the third time to write the Luchais Shniyais, the second Luchais, and that, when he finally comes out, the second Luchais is Yom Kippur. So from Rosh Chaydash Elo till Yom Kippur, those 40 days, Moshe Abedin was up in heavens. What were we doing? What were we doing? What was Klaisel doing? The first 40 days, we were waiting for him. No, we weren't making the eagle for 40 days, but the last day we made the eagle. The second 40 days, I guess we were waiting. We didn't even know if Hashem would give us a kapara. And then 40 more days, Moshe Rabbeinu is getting the luchas. Hashem teaching him the Torah all over again. He's writing the luchas of Shemayim. So finally comes out in Kippur. During those 40 days, he brought down the Sparim. You know what Klaisel was doing? They were davening and they were fasting. And since we took the initiative to daven and to fast during those 40 days, that's what made it what we call Yemei Ratzai. So it's an interesting thing. Whereas Pesach, Hashem did on His own. You know that? Hashem did, took us out of Mitzrayim. We were uh, 49th level door. Hashem took us out of Mitzrayim. Different Yom and Taivim, they were because HaKadosh Baruch who came with a Sheva from Lamaila, and He went and He saved us. The Yemei Ratzon of Elul came from what is called in the Svarim, is Arusa de la Tassa. It came from us down here. We were davening. We were begging Hashem. We were fasting. And it became a time for davening and fasting ever since. And it was Oila Yemei Ratzon. The Svarim bring down, Aryeh Sha'ag Mi when a lion roars, who is not filled with trepidation? Aryeh. Anybody know what Aryeh stands for? Let's go, Ephraim. Elo, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, and Hashanah Rabbah. So Elo seems like the, is preempting all the others. It's the beginning. It's Aleph. Aleph, Reish, Yod, Hey. It's Elo, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, and Hashanah Rabbah. So Elo seems like it's the beginning. Midah, he says, the last month of the year. Aryeh also sounds like something that we should be very scared of. On the other hand, we have a little problem. We know that the month of Elul, the mazel for the month of Elul is Besula. Besula is a month of love. That's what it's a symbol of. So is this about fear? Is it about love? What's interesting is that Chodesh Av is mazel. Leo, Aryeh. So Chodesh Av, Elul Ba, is also Aryeh Besula. These two months leading in one into the other are both this aspect of Yira and Ahav. Okay. Now, Elul seems like to come up, you know, at a bad time of the year. You know, we're supposed to be preparing for Rosh Hashanah, and yet it's in the summertime. We discussed in previous shiurim, I mean, like, summertime is usually, you know, Yetzirah time. It's when plenty of people have time on their hands. And a batola may be When people have extra time in their hand, it leads to a lot of crazy things. Bad things go on during the months of Tammuz enough. Now's a time for Elul. Now's a time for, for Ratzayim and closeness to Hashem. One last question I'm going to get to Elul, and that is, 
There's a chaybish called Mar Cheshven. One of the reasons why it's called Mar Cheshven is because there's no special day in the month. There's no holiday, there's no tainas, there's, there's tainas that will one day turn into a holiday. There's nothing. Every other month of the year has got something special on the calendar. Every month of the year. Except for Cheshven. Cheshven is very bland, and that's why it's called Mar. Cheshven. It's bitter. It's Mar because it's got no taste. No flavor, no color. What Lechayr Elul is the same. Is there anything during Elul? What's Elul? Besides for being an introduction to, to, to Rosh Hashanah, to Tishrei, Elul on its own, Lechayr is nothing much going on there. Is it Mar or is it Matok? Is it sweet? What is it? So let's go through some of the Rosh Hashanah of Elul. Okay, we know that Elul's got a lot of Rosh Hashanah to them, right? You said one, Moshe, Ani, Ani Ledodi Vedodi Li. That's probably the most famous one. We'll get back to it soon again. Okay, another one that's brought down in the Hilig Yisrael is Umal Hashem Alekecha Es Levavcha Ve'es Levav. Es Levavcha Ve'es Levav. Hashem will circumcise your heart, humble your heart to bring you back to Tshuva. Es Levavcha Ve'es Levav. Another Rashi Davis that we have is also Ish l'reeyu umatanois le'avyoinim in the Megillah. Ish l'reeyu umatanois le'avyoinim in the Svarim being down. What are these three Rosh Hashanahs all in thing do? Rabbi said, think about the three Rosh Hashanahs. Tshuva t'vil and tzedakah. Umal Hashem elokechas levavcha ve'es levav zarechos. Tshuva. Ani l'doidi v'doidi li is t'filah. And ish l'reeyu umatanois le'avyoinim is tzedakah. So these three Rosh Hashanahs all Tell us, you know, what, what we should be doing during Elul. Tshuva, tefillah, and tzedakah. Now, there's a lot of Saifi Tevis also. Okay? So there's a Saifi Tevis, and it's a little bit of a strange one. Lo yachel devaroi kechol. Loi ends with an aleph. Yachel ends with a lamid. Devaroi ends with a vav. Kechol, hayotzim ibibiyazah, ends with a lamid. So the soyfei tevis that a person shouldn't break his promises comes along Elul. It's what we say. It's time for reckoning. Uh, what happened last Rosh Hashanah? Um, or Yom Kippur? Or Meilah? You know, there probably were some things that you were mechabal upon yourself to do. And you probably forgot about them during the year. Comes along Elul time. Lo yachel devaroi. Kechol hashayotimi pivyaset. Get back to your promises. You want to know where to start your cheshman on Nefesh? Where to start looking back at things? Start with the things that you promised to do and they were supposed to carry you through the year. You had the last month of the year. Are you still holding my lemonat? Lo yachel devaroi. Kechol hashayotimi pivyaset. That's a safe tevis. There's another one. And this is a backwards Roshi tevis. And that is a beautiful one. We say in Oziyashir, Oziyashir, Moish Ben Ezra, Shiva Azois, Lashem, right? So, La Hashem, Lamed, Vayoimru Leimar Ashira. The Roshik Tevis is backwards, but Ashira, the first Aleph, and Leimar is Lamed, and Vayoimru is Vav, and the first Lamed was Lashem, Lashem, Ayyemru. And that is about look back at the year also. Because we know that Ozzy Hashem Moshe is Meramis Tetchiyas HaMesim. 
a year ago, we were we were hanging by, the, by a hair's breadth between life and death. And we were begging the Rebbeinu Shalom, pull us out, give us a year of life. And now, Baruch Hashem, you're coming to the last month of the year. Did you thank Hashem, Shechianu, Vikiyimanu, Vikiyanu, Lazmanazeh? Did you thank Hashem for your blessings? So make sure to make this month of Elul a time to look back, am I keeping my promises? And a time to look back and also thank HaKadosh Baruch But these are Soifei Tevis and backwards, so they don't really define the essence of the month. The first three that we told you, Tshuva, Tfilah, and Tzedakah, and I'm going to bring you one more, and Shaykhs to the parasha, we'll get to it in a minute. There's another place where the Torah says the actual word Elul backwards. No. We say in Ladovin Hashem, Oyer Vishi. Lulei Amanti Leroy's Betul Hashem, Eretz Chaim. Dovin Amalek says, If I would not have had hung on to Emuna, if I would not have really, really, really believed that I would one day make it to Eretz Chaim, that Hashem's going to give me Schar, I would be in big trouble. Why? Kikamu Alai Eden. Okay, they were Ede Shekhar, they got it up against me. And they're going in there telling me falsehoods. They're telling me I'm a Russia, right? His biggest enemies. They were telling him he's a Russia and he's saying, and he's a Mamzer and he's a this and he's a that. And Komwa, and if he would have believed them, and he started, yeah, he was having a lot of Tsaris. Yeah, my Tsaris seemed to paint me in a pretty bad way. If not for just Amuna, because I don't understand Hashem's ways. We can't understand why we had a good year, why we had a bad year. It's not so easy to understand that. So you have to hang on to Amuna and Kavi al Hashem Chazak So Lule Amanti is Elul. Elul also tells us when you look back and he's, what do you mean I've not been very good last year? How come I didn't have a good year? You want a crazy thing? Somebody comes over to me. You think this is a joke. This guy calls me up last week. I'm having terrible Parnassah problems. Terrible Parnassah problems. I know I have to do something. I know I have to do something. It's a wake up call from the Rebbein Shalom. Beautiful, man. It's beautiful. No? So he tells me, so I started listening to Shiurim every day on my way to work. I even arranged a minion for Mincha at work. Mamash Mayerdik, yeah. Things are not improving. I told him it takes time. <laughs> it's not a magic trick. I said, come, why don't you come? Let's talk about it. So we come and talk about it and listen to this. The guy tells me straight out, he doesn't keep Shabbos. He's Machalal Shabbos. He uses his phone, his cars. He's Machalal Shabbos. He tells me he keeps his own type of kosher. So he won't eat pork, but he'll have chicken without any hasher and without being a shachter. So this guy's looking back. Why? What, what, where's all my bracha? You know, I arranged a shirah. I arranged a minion at work and I, and I listened to shiurim on the way to work. And you have to know how to make a cheshbon and nefesh also. So David HaMelech said, looking back at my life, it's a life full of sorrow, it's a life full of sorrow. I've got people telling me that I'm in the wrong. I've got people telling me that I'm, that I'm a terrible guy. You have to hang on to Amuna. Okay, so that's also Elam. There's another one. Rabbi Yasha says there's one halach and fila that he sees many people. Don't keep... I think there's a lot of halachas and that many people don't keep. But says, maybe in his minion, it was a pretty hush of a minion, and he said he noticed people don't do this. I guess maybe this is also a type of thing that you can notice. There's a often in Shulchan Aruch. 
that says every single morning when you get up there and you're doing Sukkot the Zimra, it says when you say Mizmah Lasaita, assuming you're saying it, you're supposed to say it Bini'ima Ubezimra. You're supposed to say, say it with a little tune. Besimcha Batulayf. Mizmah Lasaita, you're supposed to be singing with a tune, Takadish Baruch. The little niggin with the ne'imlas, with the beauty. Mizmah Lasaita. How much beautiful. And in Mizmah Lasaita, there's another hint to hell. Svasemis brings down from Kedoshim before him that there's a Korean exif in, in there. And that is, Veloi anachnu amoi vitsoi marisoi. Veloi is spelled Veloi with a vav. And the Korean is Veloi. Actually, I'm not even sure which one's which. One's the Korean, one's the Ksiv. And the Mepharshim say it has both meanings. And that is, Hu asanu veloi anachnu. Hashem made us. It's not koichi veloi yadi. Whatever we have is from Hashem. Hu asanu veloi anachnu. The other way to read it is, Hu asanu, he made us, and therefore we are loyal to him. Veloi anachnu. So in Marisa, we are, we are Kaddish Baruch Hu's sheep. We are part of Kaddish Baruch Hu's herd. Those are the two ways to read, Veloi and Veloi. And if you have Veloi, Veloi, and you don't repeat the Vav, because it's not really two Vavs, so Veloi, and Veloi ends up spelling out Elul backwards. So Elul is also, if you put yourself, make yourself a Veloi, and you, when you mevatel yourself to the Ba'in then you could be loyal to Veloi. All of these things are Ramazim, they're hints, the backwards, the forwards, the Seyfi Tevis, Hayinaher. But there's another one that is forward. There's another one that a lot of people, I think, don't know of. And it's a, very, a little bit of a strange one. It seems like it has nothing to do with Ella. And it has something to do with our Pasha. So let me just first bring up a little bit about our Pasha. And that is, Right? Appoint judges. Zog Rabbeinu Bechaya, Zog Deshlaka, there's Zog many others that this Pasuk is also telling us how to deal with Elul. Appoint a judge upon yourself. Shaivdim Meshaitim Titen Lacha, you gotta judge yourself. Bechol Sharecha, and all of your Sha'arim that you absorb the outside world through, through sight, through touch, through smell, through taste, all of your Sha'arim, all of your five senses, you have to now judge them. Bechol Sharecha, Lishvatecha, you wanna know how? How do I know if I'm doing right or wrong? Shvatecha, shivtecha, the staff of Hashem, the patch, the clap, the thing that Hashem uses to patch you. Shivtecha. The shvatecha means go look at your tzaras that you had in the past year and try to find a midah. Not necessarily could we for that. We said before, you have to rely on Amuna. But try. Because Baruch Hu sets things up, look at the things that you've had suffering about and try to find midah. That's the shvatecha. Don't bend the din. And you have to have tzedek tirdayf. You have to look for tzedek. So Rashi, you need to have mumchim. What does it mean mumchim? Because if you can't find a midah, what do we tell you it in? Bittal Taira. That's, that's but I, don't, I don't see anything wrong. Did you learn Gan Shulchan Aruch to see what, even what you're supposed to be doing? So of course you don't know. So Tali Babu Bittal Taira. That's why it says you have to have mumchim. Dayan mumchim. And don't take Shalichad. What's the Bible? Let's see, he had a really good year. That's Shaykhan. Oh, I must be a good guy. I've had a good year. You know? There's nothing to improve. I call the Zedda. Don't take Shaykhan because Shaykhan blinds you. You don't know Akash Baruch So even if you had a good year and you didn't have Tzaras Baruch Hashem, thank Akash Baruch Hashem, not Aaron Tzaras, but that doesn't mean that you're a great satanic. You still have to go and make a Cheshmer. Where's Elmo? So 
So this week's parsha has the six Ari Miklat mitzvah to make Ari Miklat. A guy goes and he kills somebody by mistake. He runs to an Ir Miklat. <coughs> in Parshas Mishpatim, where it talks about Ari Miklat as well, over there, there's the Rashi Tanis Elul, and this is the Elul that the Arizal brings. The Arizal brings down, what's the Rashi Tavis? It says, Vahashem ina liyadai v'samti lecha makayim. Hashem brought this accident about to your hands, that you ended up killing somebody, and therefore Hashem gave you a place of refuge to run to. Ina liyadai v'samti lecha is Elul. So the Kitzvah Shulchan Aruch brings this down and he says that's a symbol to do tshuva on shaygegs. Even, even if it was a mistake, even if it was I gave you a place where to do tshuva. Elul. Start doing tshuva even on the shaygegs because even when Hashem brings a shaygegs upon you, so if, so if there was, must have been some level of negligence, if it was a complete oinus, then you don't have to run to, to, to do tshuva. You don't have to run to an imiklat. So that's Ina Liyadeh, but I'm, we're going to get back to this again. A special message in the Ina Liyadeh Vesamdeh Nechamadeh. Ari Miklat only with a driving car and kill somebody? No, 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 this special, that? very special, it doesn't have to be an act specifically, but very, very special certain conditions of mistakes. Uh, something's a little too mazed, something's a little too much of an oinus, but certain, okay. <coughs> Let's try to figure out the essence of Elo itself, okay, and why we're missing the boat. I think the reason why we're missing it, and I think even those of us that look back in our yeshiva days, oh yeah, they spoke about Elul. I don't want to say this, but it was, it was like a headache. It was a headache, you know. The Rameim, the yeshivas, oh, somebody once came to the mashkiach of the yeshiva and said, I can't learn Musar. I get so broken. So ba'atzmus and so broken. I can't learn Musr. <coughs> I can't learn Musr. So Mashkiach told him that somebody had the exact same time to Revolva. And Revolva told him, ha, you're reading Svarim that Rishonim or the greatest of Achroinim wrote. You're, you're reading Svarim that were written almost by Malach. He said, it's like a mosquito in the face of a cannon. And you learn a Musa safer. But hey, look at Musa's one, the classics. It's like you're a mosquito being faced by a cannon. <coughs> Just a hundred years ago, Klal Yisrael, like as Moshe describes it, Yeah, when El came, they would tracel, they would shake. They were Yureim. They were Yureim, 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 Yureim. And their whole basis, that was the, the aside of everything. And they had tremendous amount of Yerushalayim. And I think when that's given over to us, it becomes very difficult. We're not used to it. We're not, especially not that type of fear. We're not used to it. And fine, so our Abayim tell it to us, our Abanim tell it to us, our Rosh Hashivas tell it to us. And okay, we try to bear it, you know. And there's that sword hanging over our head, and our else. And it's scary, okay, but it's over, it's past us, it's gone, let's forget about it. And when I'm out of yeshiva, we'll light a yardside candle for El. In commemoration of the death of El. 
but we'll remember that it's Elul. We'll, we'll do Tikkun. Instead of fasting for 40 days, and you look at the Rishayit and the Minhagin, they had an Elul. I wrote a few of them down. Some people had a Minhag from Tuba of Tilium Kippur, 40 days of fasting. Okay, you didn't have every single day in a row. It was broken up. Different days, yeah. Different days, no. But 40 days of fasting. 40 days. From Tubov. Some say from Shiva Sabatamas. Tilium Kippur. 40 days of fasting. Svaradim still nowadays. Every single morning. They're getting up for long sleekas. Lighter sleekas. My friend Alidan, he's not here tonight because he's at L. That's it. He's up every morning like at 4, 4.30, 5 o'clock. He's doing sleekas. Slichas, every single morning, there was Minhagim where every single day in Elul, they would have the Darshaner come to the shul between Mincha and Meir and give Shafa Musa to everyone. There's a meaning in Klaisel that every single day during Elul, Nachshakwas, they would all say 10 Kapitluch Tehillim. Not one, not two, 10 Kapitluch Tehillim every single day. Here we are. What? Elul? Oh, that, that's what month we're in. It's nothing. Zero. Zero. So I think it became somewhat of a burden of us, and I think we have to analyze and look forward to, to a different approach that hopefully we could connect with Elul and absorb his message in a very beneficial way. If you ask anybody for the Russia Tavis of Elul, we'll say like Moshe Palak. The first thing that comes to mind is what? The first Russia Tavis of Elul? <coughs> That's the classic. And there's a reason why it's the classic. Like I told you, the month of Elul is Mazel Basula. It represents love, not fear. Av is the Aryeh, is the line. Elul, Avat, it contains both. Aryeh, Shoag, Mila, Yemenosa, okay? There is an, an aspect of fear without a Shaila. But if you want to know what is the description of Elul, <coughs> Mazel Elul Basula. Like a kala, first time getting married. That's the mazel of Elul. Ani lidoidi vidoidi li. And we are so missing the boat on this. This is what I want to talk about a little bit and how to get in touch with it. It's brought down that the uh, Bnei Soscha brings down. There's a medrash that says that the first luchais that Moshe Rabbeinu broke does not say leman yitavlach by keeping of it. But it doesn't say Yitavlach. And in the second Lukas, it says both. It says, Why does it not contain Toiv in the first Lukas? There's no Toiv in the first Lukas, Dr. Medrash, because Hashem knew they're going to be broken. Hashem didn't want to break Toiv. The second Lukas are going to remain with us. We got Toiv. Listen to this B'nai Saskar you know what Elul is? Elul is Basula. Elul is the time we got the second Luchas. And that's why Elul, he says, beautiful, I asked you, this month should be Mar Elul, because there's nothing special. When a person finds a Shidduch, we ask him a question, the Gemara says. Maitza or Matzah? Do we say, Maitza isha mani mother? She's terrible. She's leading me down the wrong track in life. It's terrible. Mar me mother? What do we say? Matzah Isha, Matzah Toiv, Zakta B'nai Saskar, Matzah Isha. If you touch, if you get in touch with Elo, which is Basula, Matzah Isha, Matzah Toiv. You got the second Luchas. The second Luchas contained Toiv because that belongs back in the month of Elo. 
the first Luchas didn't have Tayyiv, that was, that was in the mother, but over here in the mother of Elul, Matzah Isha, Matzah Wow, that's a whole different Elul. This is an Elul that is totally enwrapped in a musig of love, in a musig of, of happiness, and, and Hatava and Tayyiv. So we asked, it's strange that the month of Elul, it's like at the end of the year and in the summertime when we're having the most saras from the Sahara, and it's there. What I believe is this is the Arizal. And the Arizal said, We see from me an interesting thing. Sometimes Hashem presents us with a chet. Was it avoidable? Perhaps if we were extra, extra careful, we would avoid it. But we weren't that, that careful. And we fell into it. Can we take all the blame? It was a shy gang. Are we totally putter? We were a little negligent. We weren't so careful. That is the idea of a Ritzayach. Rabbi Yaakov Galinsky says a beautiful thing. He says, what pshat? We have this halacha that the Ritzayach stays in the ear miklot until the Kayengadal dies. So what happens? There's a minig that the mothers of the Kayanim Gedailim come and supply the Ritzeach with food. Why are they supplying the Ritzeach with food? Because the Ritzeach is hoping for the Kayan Gadol to die. So that he could get out of Golos. So the mother of the Kayan comes, I'm feeding you well, you're having a good time in Golos. Enjoy your Golos, don't die for my son to die. So Yagrelitsky, since when does God listen to Ritzchim? And Klai Yisrael is davening for the welfare of the Kohen Gadol. The Kohen Gadol himself, I'm assuming, is davening for his own welfare. Some Meshuggin and Nutkis Reitzeach out there in Golos is davening, he should die. We're worried about him. <laughs> you know how excited they are in Shemayim? Reitzeach is davening! You know how gold that is? You know how precious that is? All right, say a guy who I got his who brought her a ticket to good, okay? He's not mama's amazing. But a guy that was negligent enough that he's in Golos. He's a right sayach. And he's dying. Do you know how precious that fila is? That fila could be more precious than all the tefillas of Kleisel who are dominating for the kind of Kovetzkayim to a story where he once met a baker. A bakery came to him to hear the word He said, Panos is terrible. Panos is terrible. Chavaz Chaim said, what's Pshah? Why, why is Panos so terrible? This was, must have been like before World War One, I, I guess, or maybe right after World War One. And, uh, and the guy said, I don't know. <laughs> this guy tells me the bread is too, too, too baked, and this one tells me it's too raw, too salty, too sweet, too big, too small. It's not going. Panos is not going. So Chavaz Chaim gave him a bracha. Anyway, years later, Chavetz Chaim meets this guy in the street and Mamash is whistling a tune to himself. He's so happy. Chavetz Chaim said, what's that this? He says, times are great. He says, wow, my bracha worked. He says, no, it's not your bracha. He says, we, I don't know if this was the Great Depression or during World War I. I don't know exactly what it was. He said, people are desperate for a little bit of bread. Whatever I give them is as good as gold. There's no complaints. Everybody's running. If you can afford to get the bread, you buy it, and you eat it, and you enjoy it, and you appreciate it. So, what a Musr Haskell. He says, that's what we're like. In a time where we have such a Yerida Sadoyis, and we're so down, and we're so under, and we're so up, 
and we daven, and we do mitzvahs, and we have schusim, Hashem is not so picky. For the Abraham's third Kivayokal, it's the time of the Great Depression. <laughs> Whatever schusim, yes, he's happy at that. Hashem's not medaktech with us, kichut asaira. I'd like to say that's Pshat and Elul too. Elul Hashem made you know well. Right after Thomas and Av, when everybody's not so stuck. <laughs> Thomas and Av, you know. We're not so solid. A lot of Bitful Torah, a lot of Lashnara, a lot of Pritzos, a lot of Varmatalim. A, a lot of things go wrong during Thomas and Av. And then comes an Elul, so that whatever spark we have in us is so precious. Not so precious. <laughs> It's another step. We spoke about the fact that Tammuz and Av, we spoke about this fact, is the months of Dal and Rosh. And we said that that's Pshan and Kedalim, Ucharashim, the fact of Lasecha. The Chavetz Chaim wants to ask the Pan of Israel. What's Pshan? It says, Toyev Hashem, called Gvalev. A person who's a Balgaiva is a Toyeva. The Gemara says, I can't live in the same world as a Balgaiva, Hashem says. The Ebrister could live in the world with a Reitzach, with a Machal Shabbos, with a Megala Arias. He can't live in the same world as a Balgaiva? So, all these other people, doesn't have very does it with the Krechts. He feels a little guilty. There's a spark, there's that Pintal Yid. He's going to come back and do Tshuva because he feels bad. But a Balgaiva, he's got this barrier around. There's no potential until he breaks the gaiva. And Kolzman, he has that gaiva. Hashem says, I can't live with him. I can't be in the same world with him. I can only be in the same room as somebody who at least has potential. Yeah, Baal Gaiva also has potential if he breaks his gaiva. But the gaiva is a wall. The gaiva is a ma'akev. So we spoke about this a long time ago. Gaiva is something that, that it's, it's not mechuzer's man. It's lav ke He's mechuzer He's got to break down that wall of gaiva. So Hashem planted Elul. When? In the time that we don't feel so great about ourselves. Who could really feel like Vayigbali by Badachi Hashem? You know, after Tamas and Av. Not too many people. Tamas and Av are challenging months of the Satan. And not too many people could really feel too strong. And you know what? That's golden. That's wonderful. That's Kedalim Ucharashim, the fact of A person now comes in Elo with a feeling of guilt, with a feeling of humility and humbleness, and therefore he comes and he calls out to Rebbein Shalom, he's reaching out to Rebbein Shalom, that is so precious, so golden, and so beautiful. That's what it says, Ene Hashem, Meireshis Hashana, Ad Achris Shana. You know, we say Hashem is right to Meshuva. So Shashana, and Kippur, we daven, we do Tshuva, and then things go downhill. The Ene Hashem Amereshis Hashana. And then Hashem understands we have a slump. Ad Achris Hashana. The last month of the year is Ella. That's what we said before. Layachal Vore. What? That's Achris Shana. Shana, okay. So the last month of the year is Elul. And that's the month that the Abish says, that's what I'm looking forward to. Because Dr. Pachet Yitzchak, Dr. Yitzchak Kutner, Reutzev is shuva means that sometimes Hashem will put us in situations which it's almost not our fault that we fall into an Aver. Because Hashem wants shuva. Hashem puts that in the end of the year, close close enough to Rosh Hashanah and Kippur. He puts that on the vela because that's when He wants us back. From the beginning of the year, Merej Hashanah, and that's when we say, The end is good from its beginning. This last month 
has all of its goods, guide. you got to go back and look at that little paper that you wrote down, I'm going to do this, or whatever Kabbalah it was, and make this month a Toyba Achaz Davar. And she said, you want to do something that's even better than what she said? Because Malakim Shabali Tshuva in there. So if we had a slump during the year, and now we come back to Yom, it was beautiful. So I'd like to suggest this fallacy. You know, all the Mepharshim speak about Yira, and Shuva, and everything for Rosh Hashanah and Yemen. Elul was saying, is like, is like Besula. Elul is Anila Daidiv Daidili. It's love. Let's say a person has a problem with his wife. Or a person has a problem with his wife. There's issues you have to discuss. Something, <coughs> something that's not pleasant to discuss. So what do you suggest? You come home from work and say, you know what, I got a problem. How do you discuss a serious issue with your wife? Zog the ma'aral. That's what we say, sicha. Tisha kavan sicha You have to have small talk. Zog the ma'aral. You have to encapsulate the heavy talk in a lot of soft talk. You know how to have a heavy discussion with your wife? Reserve a candlelit dinner for two at your wife's favorite restaurant and have a wonderful, beautiful evening together and then you could discuss it. Elo is a candlelit dinner for two. Number one, you have to make time for it. We can't go through that's the first things first is the shoifer, Uru Yeshain and Mishinaska heavily as well. You can't be too busy. The first thing, if you want to have any contact, any connection, any feeling whatsoever, number one is you gotta give it time. You can't just walk in and then get into heavy conversation with the Rebbeinu You can't just jump into chuba. it doesn't work. Elul needs time and focus, like you take out time for your wife. Matzah isha, matzah taif. But we say, you got to give it time. You have to give Elul time. You can't, if normally, you know, you read the paper on the way to work, or if normally you, 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 you come a little late in the evening, you don't have even time to think about what he's saying, or, or all that. You have to give Elul time if you want to connect. That's first and foremost. And that's why we blow the shaifer. Uru Yesheni Mishinaschem, Dr. Rambam, Mehevle Azman. Got to cut out some time for Elo. Give it time. What should you think about during that time? What should we do? So we could think Yira. We could think Ahava. I would like to suggest this. If you have so much love already for the Rebbein Yishel, I love them, work on the Yira. And if you feel the Yira is, is too overburdening because you have so much Yira, then work on the Ava. And if you like most people, there's room for both. So I'll tell you, focus a lot more on the Ava than the Yira. You'll work on the Yira on Rosh Hashanah, on Yom Kippur. Then you can work on the Yira. But right now is the beginning of the dinner. Give the Yibani Shalom some time and think how wonderful the Yibani Shalom is. Focus on how great he is. Focus on your relationship. Think about Hashem. Think about Matzah Isha, Matzah Toiv. Think about Basulu. Think about Adila Doidi Think about the Chayim that Hashem gave you this year. Think about the Rebbein Hashem. Give it time. To bring out Yira, I would suggest what we spoke about a week or two ago. A, a type of Yira that's not so burdening. It's a type of Yira that we spoke about, which is something that's not a headache. It's a type of year that we said just means plain and simple tzniyas. And I want to talk about that for a second. 
We just said, what was the problem with the first Luchais? The first Luchais were broken. The Madras says, you know why the first Luchais were broken? It's a Gemara. You know why the first Luchais were broken? Because they were given Bipumbi. Hashem silenced all of creation and the entire universe heard on the entire universe paid attention to it. It was a big deal. It was a major fireworks display. And Hashem planted into the mitzvahs of the world the things that are out there in the open break. That's what happens. But the Lucas Shnios, that were given Bitsnios, they have a key. Now, included in the Lucas Shnios is the fact that we forget Torah and we have to focus ten times more on Torah Shabbat Peh. Included in the Lucas Shnios is the fact that there's Torah Peh and it's a private covenant between us and Akadish Baruch. And included in the Lucas Shnios is that it's the month of Matzah Isha. Of Basula, it's private. Naimara Sinai was for the whole world. We got the Torah. But the 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 Mitzias, the, the whole <clears throat> experience was something that the whole world was shaken up by. Lukashnias was very quiet. It was done Bitsnias. And I'd like to say maybe that's something that we could work on. If you want to think about how could I work on Yiras Shamayim? Yeah, you could work on your Shemayim in a very severe way, but I have a suggestion. Work on the year that we spoke about last week. Sneers. Not your wife's sneers. Not people in the street. Your own sneers. How we get dressed in the morning. How we act in the bathroom. Your halachas. Sounds surprising. But your halachas. Your halachas, we said, that, like the Ramah says, how a person sits and acts and talks and because he knows Hashem's in the room. That's L'dovet Hashem Oyri Achas Sha'alti V'veis Hashem. V'veis Hashem is I'm living with Hashem. And I have a certain sense of modesty and shame and refinement because Hashem is here with me in the room. That's a type of yira that's not overburdening. It's a type of yira that's not negative. It's not stressful. It's not dark and gloomy. It's a beautiful yira. It's a yira that gives a glow to your own home. That's a type of year that is, is, it comes from a panemius. When a person humbles himself and he feels bad about the chatoim that took place in Tamzanav, how do you know if that feeling now of Yerav and the Yom Adin and Hashem's with me, how do you know if it's Emes or Shek? I saw what that was say for a beautiful vibe. When a person works on himself, he talks about all the fasting that goes on during Yellow. Oh, 40 days of fasting. He says, it might not be a good idea. Because if a guy's going to fast, he's going to be in a grumpy mood. He's going to have cats. He's going to have kapeda. He's going to say something not nice. Not a good idea. One of the biggest signs if a person is humble or if a person is otsev, which is a bad thing, is if he gets picky and grumpy with other people. If a person is humbled, when other people, you know, chep him, he doesn't get upset. When a person is, is, is you know, Pushing himself in a negative factor, it doesn't promote good things. And he's just going to be negative. He's going to be negative with other people. It's brought down that it's better to eat and eat happily and enjoy your hell. And you want to work on your year and your fasting? The Sefer Hasidim brings down that if when you have a taiva to finish your plate, and you have a taiva to have your favorite food, and you restrain from your favorite food to go for your second favorite, that restraint is ki'ilu hisana yoim echad. It's shy for a guy to fast three days in one day. 
That's if you want to work on a strict level of Yira, to humble yourself, to work on Yitzhara. But that's Yira. I think the word of Yira is a little shame, a little refinement. Hashem's in the room with me. That's Yira. But I think for Ava, the point is, think about HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and here's the question. I love this guy that I spoke to, who's Michal Shabbos and everything. I asked him, before I even got to details, I just said, how's your relationship with the Greenwich Land? He said, great. Have a good relationship with God. He didn't know why Hashem is bringing in poverty. Have a great relationship. How do you know? I love God. We spoke about this in the past. The guy that fell off the cliff, you know, on the, on the motorcycle. Yeah, me and God were best friends. How do you know if your love for the Rebbe Shalom is real? If it's authentic or if it's fake? It's a shaykha that the Eitzah is putting you with? Rishlam of Alba says that Yira is like the structure of a building. It's got laws. And if something's crooked, the whole structure could fall down. That's our Yisoy. That's our basis. Ahava is the furniture you put inside. Ahava means you can have some personal, customized Avaita. If your love of Hashem is letting you be lenient and is not being productive to do something new on your own, you don't love Hashem. This is a little telltale uh, and a little, uh, uh, you know, nerve-wracking over here. I always thought I love Hashem. It says, Avram served Hashem out of Ahava. It took the initiative. Noyach was out of Yira. Hashem guided him. The Gemara says that somebody that's not mice of something in Tfilasa is Tfilasa Kira. If it's real, if there's a relationship going on, it becomes personal. And not just personal, it becomes personalized. We have to look at ourselves and say, am I doing something extra because I love Hashem? That's something we have to ask. If we want to work on our love in Elo, this Elo, it's about love. It's about Matzah Isha It's private. It's quiet. You're right. It's not out there. It's not all announced. Elo is very quiet. It's all Rashi Tevis and you're <laughs> covered up over here. It's very private. Elo is a private dinner between the Rebbe <coughs> and us. Now, are you doing something? Are you doing something to personalize your relationship with the I'm going to end with a story from a Moir Degah Madras. This Madras is the first Madras in Kahelas. The Medrash says as follows. We all know Rabbi Hanina ben Daisa was very poor. Stories about him. Anybody learn Titus? Stories about Rabbi Hanina ben Daisa's poverty. Imamish was poor like anything. We spoke about it also in the past. He was poor. So the Medrash says as I. Chazisa ish mohir b'malachta l'fnei malachim yisyatzav. If you see a person who is a zariz, he hurries, he rushes, he takes the initiative, he's going to one day stand before the kings. As I state. Is a poor man, and he sees all the people in his community are bringing kapalais to Yerushalayim. Good geshmaka, festa, oila, shlomim, taitus, you know, nice, big, sad, expensive animals, steaks, and they're all bringing it to Yerushalayim in Yerushalayim. He gets jealous, he feels terrible. I can't afford a penny. I can't afford any carbon. All these people are bringing carbonus. I also want to bring a carbon. What can I do? And he felt terrible. So it says he took a walk outside the city and he found a big stone. A big stone. He took a hammer. He took a chisel. He chiseled out the stone from the mountain. He chiseled it into a nice shape. He then sanded it down until it came to a beautiful, glossy, shiny finish. And he said, Ah, 
This is now a beautiful stone. I can't afford a carbine. I can't afford an animal. I can't afford any of these things. I'll bring a stone to the base of Megdash. Hear this? A stone. But suddenly he looks at the size of the stone. It's too big to bring to the base of Megdash. So he goes around and he hears some people. Anyone want to help me bring this up to you, Shalayan? So five people come. I need five guys to help me with this. Five big strong guys come. Uh, yeah, what are you paying? Uh, what are you charging? Five saloyim, five shekel, five shekel. I don't have, <laughs> I don't have five shekel. They walked off on him. Comes along another five people, and he says, you need help? Yeah, I need help. Yeah, yeah. How, how much are you going to charge? Also five shekel. But you know, you could pay us when you get to Yerushalayim. You don't have to pay up front. Like his wife was saying, sometimes, right? She opened up the oven and she found Chalan there, right? So, okay, things will work out in your life, you know? But these guys tell him, but listen up, you're paying us only late. You have to help out. You have to help out. Get down, get your fingers on this rock, you know? Let's go, you're going to help us. And a moment later, he finds himself in Yerushalayim. And he turns around to the five guys to pay them, and they're not there. So he runs to the Kachom and the Lishkas and Gazes, he goes to the Sanhedrin, and he says, I owe five dollars, and I don't know who I, owe, who I owe it to. So they told him, you don't owe it to anybody, because you have yourself assuming that they were human beings, but they were really malachim, they were angels. Hashem saw that you had such a rotzain to do something for him, to bring a rock. It was a rock! It wasn't a diamond, it was a rock! Okay, he chiseled it, he smoothed it, he shined it, but it was a rock. Hashem saw that you took this initiative, you wanted to do something. That's what it says, a person is moyer b'malachta. If you take the initiative, you try to do something on your own, l'fnei malachim yisyatzav. In front of angels, he will stand. You had malachim that helped you out. And why did they tell you to put your hands on it? Because again, they had to see you know, your own initiative. They have to see that you're taking part in it, and then it goes. This is a muscle of somebody who's looking to do something. He wants, he has a love for the Rebbein We have to look at our davening. Am I putting, am I thanking Hashem something on my own? Am I avoiding it? Am I mitzvah? And, you know, there's this Indian of checking tzitzis and filling and mezuzahs. Am I doing something personal? Something that I didn't see in the safer, you should do this. I, I love the Rebbein I want to do something in Rebbein What can I do? Something that's personal. It talks to me. Find something unique. It's your own furniture of your own home. Yira is the structure. And you're right, yes, Elul contains Yira. Arya Shah. It contains Yira, and you need that Yira as a basis, 100%. But the real essence of Elul is what's indoors in it's what's hidden. It's the matzah isha, matzah toiv. It's the basula. It's the tzmias. The real essence of Elo is in your heart. It's anila doidi vidoidili. And you have to give it time. You got to stop. Think about the shoifer. Stop. Maybe that's a good time to stop. During shoifer blossom. Stop. Think about Hashem's love for you. What, what is good. Think about Hashem's greatness. And think, if I love Hashem, what can I do? Personal to make it unique and special. We should all be zayicha to Aksiva, Akasima, Taiva, Gimachtiya.